It's relevant that you've become and evolved and expanded as a result of your life experience. But does it matter? Really? And you're, you're not, you're a culmination of all of that for sure. But in your now is where you get to decide who you want to continue to become. Today's episode is about this question that many of us have of how do we see this moment? How do we see where we are as perfect and still want more? and still want to go do something to find that motivation to make something else happen. Uh, I think it's a question that I suffer with constantly. It's part of the reason why I think I've been addicted to my life feeling so hard. And I think so many of us do, we anchor to this idea that it's it's gotta be hard. It can't be that easy. There's no way it could be that easy. So today we're gonna talk with one of our prior guests, someone who spoke a lot about desire and want, and how do we still want more for ourselves and see where we are as perfect. How do we give ourselves that grace and how do we focus more on where we actually want to go? Hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Dream Beyond. I'm your host, Nick Tarasio. I'm a CEO, musician, and overall seeker of truth, inspiration, and simply put, how to live the most fulfilling life possible. Growing up surrounded by extremely wealthy and successful people gave me unique and unfiltered perspectives of those who have seemingly made it. And on The Dream Beyond, we're letting you in on what it really takes to achieve your dreams, what happens when it turns out your destination isn't the promised land you were expecting, and how to process the lessons from your past while mapping a course to true fulfillment. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. I'm here with our first-time repeat guest. She's an executive life coach, author of Keep It Simple, Smarty Pants, Stop Overthinking, Start Aligning, and Live Happy. Her clients include many recognizable names. She's also a sought-after podcast guest and founding member and regular contributor to the Forbes Coaches Council. Please welcome my friend, Christine Meyer. Welcome back, Christine. Thanks for having me again. This is going to be a really fun conversation, I'm sure. Absolutely. And uh, I'm excited to just mention part of the reason I really wanted you to come back is that I heard from quite a few people after our last episode. And... It seems this conversation that really struck a nerve for quite a few, besides my dad saying that like it's rare that someone psychs me out and I just go into silence. (laughs) I think what other people really latched on to. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for humbling me. Um, But yeah, I think what what people really latched on to was this idea of uh, what affected me so much too was this idea of wanting. I think I asked you, how do you sit with the discomfort of being in want? And we started, you know, you started backing me with, well, it shouldn't be uncomfortable. And why is it? And starting to tease apart that desire has so much other stuff laid into it for for many people because of either conditioning of like, what are you ungrateful? Are you not ungrateful for what you have? So there's this guilt and this shame that comes along with that feeling of want and desire of wanting more. And uh, yeah, I just, I really appreciated the conversation. Clearly a bunch of other people were, were moved by it as well. And I decided for today, I just really want to follow where the wind blows on this one. I really wanted to take it from that space. So um, hopefully you go with, you know, just us following down that path deeper into desire, into want, into balancing the shadow with the wanting more uh, on some level. Like it's, and the reason why I say that is I think maybe the place to go is, I've really struggled with this idea of I want to make myself better. I want to improve. I want to read all the self-help books more, 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 more. I need to be better. And I think the thing that was reflected back to me over the last few months is 
can I start from the place of I'm enough and still want more for myself? How do I do that? Because it feels like it's A or B. Either I'm enough and I do nothing, or I'm not enough and I go out and try to change myself. Right. And, and that, it, that is the fear, isn't it? That if I can be enough or if I can be happy with where I am, or if I can be satisfied with where I am, then how will I ever reach for more? How will I ever, I'm just going to end up sitting right here in the same condition, same place, same space for the rest of my life. But that is a misunderstanding of how the universe responds to you. That is a misunderstanding of how you do move forward into more because we are designed to want more. Why? Because we are expanding beings and the universe is expanding as well. So when you can find a way to be right where you are and understand that you're not broken and don't need to be fixed with right where you are, be right where you are and desire more without that being a bad thing and wanting different, perhaps some improvements, but also being satisfied and on your way to more, knowing that there's the inevitability of the more coming for you unless you block it with your beliefs because typically that's where we stop the improvements that we want is through the beliefs that we have, the expectations that we have, then that is a beautiful state of being as you can move forward in that satisfied and wanting more, satisfied and understanding you're always evolving, satisfied and understanding you're never done. Because if you were complete, then, well, you'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> to put it bluntly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we, we as human beings, it would be helpful to all of us if we could make peace with the idea that we are never done. That while we stand in a place on our way to more, there's nothing wrong with where we're standing because right now prepares us for what's coming next always. And that we're never standing in a wrong place. We're never, we're never, we're never standing in a wrong place. We're always on our way to more. And so to want more and be excited about more is a beautiful place to be and to to not have something and to say, oh, good, something to want. If we could all come to that acceptance of understanding that we will always want more and be happy about wanting more, we would all be much more joyful in the process of becoming in our journey of life because we're, we're, we're in the more becoming way more than we are complete because truly... We are not complete for very long before we want more. And complete, I'm using it a different way than I meant it earlier, meaning I've achieved, achieved something that I set out to achieve. I'm done or I got that thing. Well, I'm done. But from there, that's a new vantage point from which to want because you build a new house with a certain number of closets or a certain size. And maybe you discover you want it to be smaller or larger or more closeted. You see, you're, with every choice you make, with every evolution that you have, with every, all of the expansion that you experience, it clarifies more. When you have one meal, you're not done eating forever. You're going to want another meal. I still struggle with this concept. I mean, these points are all valid, right? Like rationally, I'm grasping what you're saying. Mm -hmm. The place that I go to, and this is something I've been reflecting on a lot lately, is if evolution works properly, if it truly the system works, our next generations will always be a little bit more evolved than we are. They'll always be a little yep. bit better, which means that like I've come to the space of like thinking back to my grandparents and my parents and always being like, 
man, oh man, why didn't they know what I know today? And it's like, well, if evolution's working, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a leg up on them. I'm always going to be a step ahead of them. Let's go even more meta. In my own life, I don't think I've ever looked back on my past and say, considering I was X, X years old at that time, I did a pretty good job. I'm always comparing myself to where I am today. And so I always look back on the past with like, man, I wish I knew what I knew today, or that was really stupid from this place of knowing what I know now. That was kind of a dumb move. That was pretty ignorant. And so it's like, there's almost a shaming of what was there was not, I don't feel an appreciation for the fact that it's like, actually, if I'm better off than my parents, then that means they did something right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I look at it as if I'm better than I was 10 years ago, that means it's working, but I don't think of it that way. I think of myself 10 years ago as when I, when I reflect back and I'm like, what a bonehead compared to who I am today. Like I did a lot of dumb stuff. Well, isn't that all part of your own clarifying process though? And does it mean that because does it, okay. So maybe a, a more blunt example is it when a baby is born and doesn't know how to walk, does that mean they're dumb, they're stupid? can't can't walk rationally rationally i know it's not and that's that's the thing that's so interesting you have a habit then you have a habit of judging yourself you have a habit of thinking that you should have known better you have a habit of of believing that you should be in a different place than you were or you are perhaps and and can you come to just when you notice that you're doing those things can you come to just say wait a minute there's that thing i do there's that thing i do because you're repeatedly doing it and you're repeatedly beating yourself up for not being someplace else but isn't isn't don't you when you pick up a coloring pencil isn't it understandable and yes i'm appealing to your logic and 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 if you can stop arguing for a limitation here you might come with me <laughs> i like poking at you i know you do so isn't it i'm i'm experiencing a coloring pencil for the first time in my life as I look at it and I see that it's colorful, don't I have to try and experiment? I don't know what the what the crayon, the paper, coloring pencil is going to do until I put it to the paper. And then and then as I do that, then I can discover more. And then I discover there's more colors. Is it wrong for me having to start having started with one colored pencil and discovering that there was shading and there were whatever, whatever. Right. So so again, you, you might have to appeal to your logic in this case, because because what your what your buying into is the idea that you're never you're never going to be in the right place then you're perpetually never going to be in the right place is there a wrong place no i don't believe so is does where you stand when you were a baby and all through your years and now does does each moment of your life and experience of your life inform you yes does it clarify some things yes clarifies what you want clarifies what you don't want clarifies who you want to be, clarifies who you, who you didn't like yourself being in that moment, perhaps, that you want to be different from. So life is, is, is a game and life is information and feedback to you about who you want to continue to become. But there's no judgment from the universe, God or Santa, that of where you stand in the process along the way. It's all information. It's all valuable expansion. It's all, it's all discovery of you. And it's supposed to be fun. Now, most of us don't have all that much fun in that process. We take ourselves very seriously. We beat ourselves up. We judge ourselves. We compare ourselves. We think we should be further along. 
or, and to the point of desire that we spoke about in our last conversation, if we have more than others, we can feel bad. If we, there, there is a saying that's, that goes, you can't get poor enough to make poor people rich. You can't get sick enough to make people, sick people well. So, so in our compassion toward others, in our desire to understand and, and not be isolated in our thriving at times, we diminish our own ability to thrive and want. And it's programming. It's our parents and their parents and their parents and their parents, when they heard us say we wanted more, they were often eager to shut us down because maybe they didn't have the money. Maybe they were tired of us always wanting more and they felt responsible for being the resource of that. Many, 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 many reasons why people have come to understand that or come to believe that desire is not a good thing, but it is. It's, it's the evolution of all of us. We, we can't not want yeah, I still follow like in my mind as I'm thinking of the thought of I could see why someone would shut me down if I said, I want more, therefore I'm not happy Yeah, with who I am today versus I want more and I'm also happy with where I am today. Like I don't, I don't know if I've ever really been able to hold both of those thoughts at the same time. Oh, then it's a good practice for you to get into. I want more and yay, yay, I want more. Yay, something to want. Yay, something to go for. Yay, something. You see, and, and um, this is a multi-layered conversation because often when we want something, we also have the underlying belief that we don't always get it. And I'm not saying you're always going to get everything that you want every single time. But often a desire is filled with doubts. Often a desire is filled with expectations from our past accomplishments, if you will, or experiences. And so desire comes we've come to associate desire. We talked about this on the last podcast with this feeling of yearning. And it, it takes practice to understand that desire, pure desire feels good. And mm. if you also practice understanding that what you want, your desires are heard, known and received by the universe. And, and when you come to understand that whatever you want can be orchestrated in this beautiful way that includes all of your desires up till now in ways that will please and delight you, then there's less doubt mixed in. If you understand that a desire is more about the journey toward it than it is about the accomplishment of it, well, the accomplishment of it, the having of it, the experiencing of it is very satisfying, can be satisfying. Some people have achieved their desires and they're not satisfied. They don't take any time to feel satisfied about the journey or, or where they stand now. And so it's always reaching for more from a place of maybe this is what we're getting to here as well is so many people reach for more from a place of lack. That's right. Rather than reaching for more from a place of satisfaction. And it, and that blows some people's minds because they say, well, how can I be satisfied and want more? Like you can't help it. You want more of what you've got then more of the same. You're not going to stop wanting. You're just not going to stop wanting. So you might as well find ways to make peace with it. Now, how do you do that? Well, there are multiple ways, and it really depends on who I'm speaking to in terms of what specifics I would 
say here, but in a general concept, is just continuing to remind yourself that the idea of desire being bad is a misunderstanding about how we evolve and how we create and who we truly are. How would you recommend, because you talked about like, I might have, uh, I, think, I don't know if you called it an addiction or something to this idea or some sort of, I have a narrative that I carry about, you know, I, I see myself as less than, or I have shame for who I was in the past, whatever that is. Um, what are actual practices I or someone else could do to say, I do want to anchor that. I do want to change that narrative of, I want from a place of satisfaction. Like I, I am satisfied and I want more. Well, what are you satisfied with right now? That's really where I would start. Are, is there anything that you're satisfied with right now that you're happy about? And you understand that, like I see guitars on your on your wall there. Are you happy with the guitar? Do you play those guitars? Yes, you do, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So are you happy with those guitars? Do you really like yeah. to play them? Yeah. Okay. So you're pretty satisfied with your guitars. Yeah. Would you like to, is there another guitar that you're, you'd like to play at some point? Is there one Always. that's like, you see? But does yeah. that feel, do you feel diminished with the guitars that you have? Or are you kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of looking forward to that next guitar that you have your eyes on? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I don't feel compulsion to go after another guitar. If there was another one, I'd be like, oh, I'd love to try that out and feel it and see what it can do. But I don't feel like, uh, I don't feel like I have to take any action towards that. Well, great, because because that to me indicates the perfect place to be, because you're not you're not resisting where you are and you're not feeling dissatisfied with where you are. And you're saying, well, yeah, but you just said if when you're satisfied, then then you understand that there's always more. You want to probably learn how to pick the guitars differently or or improve your skills or or, or, or keep playing for the fun of it. You don't have to keep improving your skills. You play for the fun of it, but there's desire there, isn't there not? Is there not? Even if it's to play for the fun of it, I just want to play. That's a desire. That's a desire. So a desire doesn't always have to mean improvement. A desire can just mean, I want to do more of that because it's really fun. So I think where my mind goes right now is there's almost two categories of desire for me. Like there's almost this distinction between yeah, again, like I, I want to play another guitar. Maybe what it actually comes down to is I don't think I need that guitar. There are to things in my happy. life. That's right. right. I don't, I don't exactly. need it to happen. When I, when I say like I need something, it's I never usually... really thought about it. It's really, I'm not going to let myself feel satisfaction, happiness until, content, I, get it. until I get that thing. So I've, art, I've manufactured a need. That's a universal human thought trap. I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I finally fill in the blank. So many of us live that way. I'll be happy when I have a bigger house. I'll be happy when I blah, 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 blah. The list of things goes on and on and on when I have the relationship or when my relationship gets better or, 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 right. And, and again, it's practicing the idea of being satisfied with where I am, understanding that as we evolve, all things improve, but can you be in a place of understanding that you're perfectly perfect right where you are and always evolving? So you'll never be complete. You'll never, you'll never have everything that you want. You just won't because there's when you achieve something or, or accomplish something or receive something, you're all, there's always more that you're going to be reaching for. And that's, again, it's, it takes time to transform those long held beliefs that we've had that contradict 
what we're talking about here. But it doesn't have to take a long time. It just takes some reminding. And what I said to you earlier is you have a habit. That's that's all it is. It's a, it's a, it's a default go-to of a thought process that you have about certain things, which we all do, that you bump into. And when you bump into them, you're not going to feel good. It's going to feel awful to you when you think those thoughts. And so every limiting belief that you you or anyone has doesn't feel good when you bump into it. So that's a clue. That is a huge clue to you to go, wait a minute, something just happened. I must have been thinking something or I've had, I have a thought around this that is letting me know that I'm bumping into an outdated belief, if you will. I, I can update this belief to be something else. Well, you're not going to change your beliefs on a dime, but it's, well, okay, what do I believe about this? That's a great place to start. Well, what would I rather believe about this? Doesn't mean you believe it yet, but what would I rather believe? What feels better to believe about this? That I was wrong to be standing in the mud 20 years ago and stirring it up? No, that doesn't feel good. That that event, that choice that I made, that I labeled as being a, a, you know, a bad choice was helpful in clarifying so much more. Yeah, that feels better. Even yeah. if it didn't clarify so much more, I was really certain that when I made that choice, I didn't want to do that, that again. And regret is misplaced attention on something you really can't do anything about. So the only choice you have and the only moment that you have any power in is your now. So if you can continue making those choices about who do I want to be and how do I want to feel now, that's the best trajectory you can place yourself on for the rest of your lifetime as you continue to evolve and become and desire more. Because when your body hurts, you desire a better feeling body. Does that mean that it's wrong of your body to be hurting right now? No. You see, so it's, it's, it's changing the whole foundation of those beliefs understanding that you're never in the wrong place and you've never done anything wrong were those places and those choices or those those behaviors clarifying to you yes do you always have a choice yes is your choice limited in some way based on your beliefs yes so i have an idea based on what you just said is two things come to mind i wonder if we could do them together so first I'm really interested in how you would guide someone, you know, again, for anyone that doesn't know this, again, you do coaching, you help people in, in uh, a pretty intensive process. It's not just like a one-off, like, oh, let's talk once and off you go. Um, I'm really wondering when you're facing someone that has a limiting belief, how you'd manage that. And if it's okay, as you're talking, I even think of your book title and you say like, keep it simple. And there's a belief that's like, life's not simple. It's not easy. And I've had people say to me like, it doesn't have to be so hard, but I hold on to that belief. There's something about that belief that's serving something. So I don't know if this is something we could do on the fly, but I'd almost like to uh, excavate in the moment, if we could, my belief system that feels resistance to the idea of keeping things simple, that life is supposed to be easy. If you'd be open to guiding that process of let's, let's excavate this belief system, see what's there, and hopefully validate what you talk about in your book. Well... I typically don't love to excavate because the more you excavate, the more you excavate. There, there's a rabbit hole that you really don't get out of. So we can talk about it a little bit, but 
there's more value in understanding that if you're tied to a tree, you'd rather be untied rather than wondering how you got tied and how long you've been tied. You see, does that make sense to you? Uh, it's a little bit abstract, but I'm not sure exactly how that ties to like the idea of trying to understand the source of the belief system you'd say is not as valuable, that it's not so much why is that, and it's more, more to focus on what you want instead. Because it's looking backwards a little bit, right? It can help sometimes to understand where that belief system came from. But in a way, it's like, well, the tree is there. How did it get there? Does it, does it matter? The tree is there. Either drive around it or walk around it or something. And so, yeah. so understanding where your belief systems come from can be a rabbit hole that you'll never get out of because they all come from somewhere. Let's just keep it simple. They all come from somewhere. They all come from something you've heard, something you've seen, something you've been told, whatever, whatever, right? So you, all of your belief systems come from someplace. And where you are now is, is having had a belief system as a foundation of something that you just upheld. Okay. So, so let's get to the belief system that you have. Say it to me. I believe. Um, that life has to be complicated I, or is complicated yeah. and hard. Yeah, I, I, th I think life is hard. I think life is hard. Yeah. And I, I, I almost judge negatively when people say life's easy. I'm like, then you're not paying attention. But you've shown yourself that life is hard through your beliefs. So your beliefs are always a, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you believe that life is hard, your life will be harder. And, and you do complicate it. I love you very much, but you do complicate it. You yeah. go digging and you go excavating and you judge yourself and you, you want to be better, which is a beautiful desire. And you never allow yourself to just accept that where you are is just fine or rarely. And so how would we work through that? Well, well, that's information, right? We've sort of touched on kind of sort of where it comes from and how it shows up. Now we could talk about a little bit how it shows up and when it shows up in those specifics, but also in a general sense to start off from, because it's always better to be general than too specific at first, because too specific just excavates, if you will, more resistance. Then we just dig into the resistance and we have to kind of, it's kind of like having your two feet, your both feet in a puddle of mud and and you want to see your feet, but you keep stirring up the mud so you can't see your feet. And you keep saying to me, I can't see my feet. I can't see my feet. And I said, just stop moving your feet and we'll see your feet eventually. Yeah. You see? So, so I feel like that's kind of what you do. You dig and you dig and you, you stir up the mud. And, and that's, not, that's not a criticism or judgment of you. It's just a particular perspective that you've come into. And a lot of, you know what, self-development stuff has you doing a lot of that because there are a lot of practices that relative to self-development that that keep you digging but what i want to do is get you out of that hole stop digging so how do we do that well you identify some of the beliefs that you have life is hard well does that belief does that idea even feel good to you or does it feel awful it's like ugh doesn't feel good so what other belief could you have around that what what else would you rather believe what would you like to believe if you, i'm not asking you to believe it would you like to believe that life is could be easy yeah would you like to would you like yes. to believe that life doesn't feel, have to feel hard all the time can 
life be hard? Yes. Well, yeah. Let's let's not pretend it doesn't feel hard sometimes because darn it, it does. But does that mean that life is hard? No. Do you have moments of feeling ease? Some. All right. Which what Some. moments are they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, cuddling with my dog feels pretty easy. It's got a lot to teach you. Yeah. You've got a lot to learn from him of the ease and flow and contentment, how contentment just keeps get having him get his way, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't life just show up in really good, yeah. awesome, easy flowing ways for him because he is content? Now, yeah. animals don't ask as specifically as we do, so it's kind of easy for them to let life, for the most part, be easy for them. Even in situations where it's not that easy for them, they typically overall don't show much discontent in their situation. <clears throat> but your process would be, again, we wouldn't solve this in a day. We wouldn't solve this in two days. It's a process. It's a practice of understanding that I just bumped into that and that didn't feel good. There I am upholding that belief that life is supposed to be hard or that life feels hard. And I'm not at all diminishing that for you, life feels hard. I get it. And you've shown yourself that to be true in some situations. But what what if you could ask yourself, what if I believed that life could be easy? What doors would that open for me? What how would that feel? What just the idea of it feels better? You see, so it's a process of understanding that there are multiple redirects that you can do along the way. And a question that feels a statement or a belief that feels bad is right there and then letting you know that that's not how your soul sees it. Life doesn't have to be hard. It's what you believe it to be. Again, self-fulfilling prophecy that will continue to be fulfilled. So would I like to believe something different? Yes, I would. All right. Well, have some things been easy for me? And you, you acknowledge that life feels easy with your dog. Well, that's one place that's being demonstrated for you. I'm sure there are plenty of other places that, that have been easier for you or felt more ease around. And that's what you have to focus on is, okay, well, it's not hard all the time. Again, it's talking to yourself. It's, yes, absolutely appealing to your logic, but it's also stretching yourself to ask yourself a better feeling question. Because when you get a better feeling, you, when you ask a better feeling question, you also get a better feeling answer. If you keep asking yourself, why is life so hard? What's the answer you're going to get on that? Because it is. Because I've shown myself that life is hard. And yeah. a thousand people listening to this podcast might agree with you. And I still want to say that doesn't diminish. That doesn't mean that life doesn't feel hard at times, but it does not have to be the way that it is. That's, that's not a T, big capital T truth. It's a belief that is being fulfilled by your own beliefs. I could see how that would influence my decisions in a moment. That if I was faced with an A or B situation, and one I know is going to be hard, and one I know is probably not going to be hard, then I'd be skeptical of the one that seems easy. But like that's not, it's not consistent with what I've known to be true. Therefore, I, choose, I don't choose that path. Yeah, exactly. You see how it, it just forms your life, forms and informs your life, those beliefs yeah. that you have. And so what if you had a different belief about 
could life be easier for you? I will say, yes, it could be 100% easier. Things could fall into place more easily. Yes, 100%. It could, even when things weren't falling into place in, in, in perfect little ways in the way that you wanted them to be, you would be more, you would experience more ease in the experience of it, in the flow of it, in the unfolding of it. And so, again, your beliefs are always a self-fulfilling prophecy. And if life feels hard and you'd rather that it didn't, I get it. It's hard to juggle up those beliefs and say, well, but I've got evidence that life is hard. I get it. I get it. But do you want it to keep being that way? Is that what you want for yourself? No, I'd like more ease. Great. That's a, that's a great start. But I don't believe in ease. That's okay. You don't have to yet. You don't have to yet. Would you like to? Yes, I would. All right, then. Great. Great. Well, then what do I do from now for moving forward? Well, you just tell yourself, speak to yourself, show yourself, show yourself, ask yourself to show yourself that something can be easy. And I will guarantee you that there's more ease in your life than just petting your dog. I know there is. Not everything is hard, but what you're used to tuning yourself to is the challenges the struggles, the, the digging. What if I didn't dig so deep? What if I just let life be easy? And we all complicate, we all complicate our lives. We all make them at some way in, in some way, shape or form harder than it has to be. Yes, we do. And that's resistance. Those are the beliefs that we have along the way that we bump into. And we, you know, again, this is a multi-layered conversation that we're not going to solve your, your thing in one sitting but that's where you start what would i rather believe what would i like to believe does it feel yeah. better to believe something else what if what if what if life was easier what if i could show myself so you it again it's like when you set your gps in your car you set it for the destination you want to go not the destination you came from and so again in a logical sense that makes to, to, to demonstrate that idea of we don't have to keep digging. There's this belief that, that we have to keep digging and figure out what's wrong with us and, and why we believe this and where it came from and who gave it to us and how long it's been happening. And again, to me, that's, that's trying to set your GPS on where you came from. Yeah. When you, I can when feel you, that. Right. Feel I can feel so much like there's such a desire because I'm like, why do I want to do that? Right. Like what's the real underlying reason to look backwards or go digging? It's, I think I it's, get... on, it's like, it, it's just like, I want to, I guess I want to validate my story. It's almost like, see, I told you. And, and I'm so glad you said that because that's something I didn't say yet. Most of us want to say where we came from to justify or validate where we are, especially when we're not where we want to be or yeah. when we believe that we're not, we're, where we should be you see and so we we explain we justify we want validation from others we want to tell but it's been so hard for me that's why i haven't made whatever yet and that's a waste of time we all everyone listening if you could just stop that or do it a little less yeah you would feel more joy in your life you wouldn't feel so diminished in that moment. Because every time you do that, I will guarantee you that you feel diminished in some way, shape or form, but that's how we relate. We want, we want to be relatable. We want, we want to look good in the eyes of others. So we explain how we got here when it's, it's again, 
are you going to get in your car and set your GPS to where you came from, where you don't want to go? No, you're not. And so again, this, yeah. this, this perspective that I'm offering here is not something that you just jump into and say, okay, I'm done. And I'll never, I'll never look back again. I still look back and I do this every day, all day long. And I've been doing it for over 20 years, meaning this coaching, but I know what I'm doing when I'm doing it. Yeah. I know what I'm in the process of creating when I'm doing it. And you're a pilot. When you're heading to a destination, you, you have a reservation at the airport that you're going to for where you're headed. You plan in advance. You get, you make plans before you get there. And same thing with our daily monologue and dialogues with others. How often are we thinking, speaking, and feeling forward into what's becoming versus where we came from? It's an interesting idea to me too. Like I think what I, what I really hear in that is this idea of, I always thought of external circumstances as the destination, this idea that like, I'm trying to arrive in this level of success, this level of financial, blah, 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 this apartment, this house, whatever that is. It's interesting to think about the destination as this belief system. I'm trying to arrive in this belief system. The external stuff's just the external stuff. It doesn't matter. You could change it around. I'm trying to get to a place that I think and feel certain things. Yeah. Well, and the external stuff are the manifested results of your thinking and your beliefs. Yeah. And so that's like, that's super trippy for me. Cause then it gets to like, shit, <laughs> I've moved a lot externally and I'm still pretty much where I started in a lot of ways. Cause I've been looking back so much and bringing all that stuff with me. Yeah. Yeah. But good to know, right? It's good to know rather than beating yourself up over doing it. It's good to know now. So now you can make a different choice. Now that you know, you can start making different choices. Again, you don't suddenly change a belief system that you've had, but it doesn't have to take that long. It does take, for lack of a better word, some diligence, meaning paying attention to how you feel. When you bump into a belief, when you bump into a thought or belief, something that doesn't feel good, that's your first clue. Clue. Uh-oh, there, there's, there's that thing that I do. There's that habit. It's just a habit. That's all. You can create new habits around your beliefs. You can create new beliefs. You can create new behaviors. You can create new choices. You can create, but first you have to start on, what am I tuning to here? Where, where am I? Again, as a pilot, you'll understand that one degree, one little degree as you keep moving forward will take you in a whole different place. Yeah than you may be meant to be in. And that's all it is, is paying attention to how you feel. And that doesn't mean being hard on yourself. It's more like, oh, good, this is information. This is information for me, valuable information for me. What am I thinking? How am I feeling? And then you, you recognize that you're thinking, oh, I was playing this scenario out as if, you know, in my old habit of life is hard. Oh, I feel this feels hard. And why does it have to be? Like, pay attention to your monologue. Why did I do this again? Or why does it have to be so hard? Does nothing come easily? Like very revealing right there. Again, doesn't make you wrong. Doesn't make you bad. Doesn't make you a horrible human. It's just conclusions you've come to over your lifetime. So, so who cares? Big deal. Yeah. Big no, deal. It's, it's, it's great. It's a great, like I've been trying to anchor the entire time I've been talking. I'm like, I need something that I could hold. And what I keep going back to is I imagine trying to order an Uber 
And I'm like, the Uber says where you are and you say where you want to go. And I imagine the Uber driver coming and me explaining to him how I got here. And he's like, <laughs> all right, I, do you want to go to the destination? Like, no, I need to tell you. I need to tell you how I got here first. I need you to understand why you're picking me up here first. He's like, okay, I'm going to charge Irrelevant. you after three minutes of wait time. Like, do you really want to do that? Or do you want to just go to where you want to go? And so I think like, that's so interesting to me how much I've witnessed other people doing and how much I'm doing it. And I'm like, I, you know, again, I'm curious about people. There's a pure curiosity that's like, I actually just wonder why we do that. Uh, and also Wait, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't but you, matter that much. But, but you already said it, right? We, we already discussed that to validate and justify and to sort of explain to ourselves how we got here and others. We, we're aware of other people's perspectives of us and we want to come off looking good. And so if I'm standing in a place that I am not very proud of or that I think I should be elsewhere, then there's a tendency for me to want to justify to you or, or, or demonstrate to you how I got here. And I think it's important. I think that somehow it's, it's, it, it, it does something, but honestly, it does nothing. It does nothing to your point. That was a great example that you, that you took and said, you know, when you get in, into the cab, into the Uber driver's vehicle, you're not going to tell them all of the places that you've been today. You're going to, you're going to tell the Uber driver where you're headed because everything else is irrelevant. It's relevant in the sense that it's clarified for you, things that you want, things that you don't want. It's relevant that you've become and evolved and expanded as a result of your life experience. But does it matter really? And you're, you're not, you're a culmination of all of that for sure. But in your now is where you get to decide who you want to continue to become and what you want in your now. Your point of power is now, not then, not tomorrow. It's now. And then it's now again, and then it's now again, and it's now again. So in every moment, you get to decide how you want to perceive things, what you want to believe, what you want to lean in the direction of, at least move in the, lean in the direction of it. Like when you get into the Uber driver's car, you say, here's where I want to go. You're not there yet. Do you, do you feel angst about that? Here's where I want to go, but you're not there yet. Isn't that a desire that you don't feel angst about? Here's no, I'm where pretty I good go. about it. Yeah, I'm pretty good about it. Yeah, I'm like, this is so good. it's the same I, thing. It's the same thing. So, so moving through these these conversations is the idea that you've got to find something that your logic adheres to, that that makes sense, and then you've got to keep finding ways that it keeps making sense to you to make new sense of a new belief that you're trying to adapt to. Because if you keep trying to justify your old belief and say, "But it's been hard," I, I get that. I'm not at all saying to you that it hasn't been. Do you want something different? Well, then you're going to have to think differently. You're going to have to feel differently. You're going to have to reach for different thoughts. It just, that's just the way it is. And there's not one way. There's not one formula. There's not one way. There's not one trick. There's not one anything other than some of the suggestions that I've made is asking yourself a different question. Does this feel good? What would I rather believe? What feels better? What do I believe? What else could I believe? That kind of thing. Well, what if? Yeah. Yeah, like and I said, it, I get, a game. It, it really, my mind wants to complicate even now to be like, but what are the specific steps I need to take to install a new belief system in my life versus, you know, it's like, if I just look to that belief system every day and say, what would this day look like if that were true? 
Yeah, And then exactly. what choices can I make that would be consistent with that? With that, how can I align myself with that desire? What, what would I rather believe? Well, I'd rather believe that life was easy. Well, so what thoughts do I need to think or could I think that align with the idea that life is easy? Well, it's going to take you a little while to come up with some of those thoughts because you're yeah. not in the practice of it. But the more you practice it, again, this is a practice. It's not a, it's not a get rich quick scheme. It, it's a practice. It's a, and, and frankly, you're going to practice it for the rest of your lifetime because as soon as you identify a, a, a desire, every contradictory belief is going to show up in your life. I mean, I feel that right now, even as yeah. we're talking, I'm like, oh, that's so easy. I just have to hold the belief that I want to, uh, I want to, you know, anchor to, and then just keep choosing towards that. And then the part of me that likes things hard is like, no, it's not that easy. And I'm like, but what if it is that easy? So I'm still wrestling with all of that stuff. And I could see that that really is the practice. Well, it's in that moment where I want to challenge it. I want to fight it. I want to fight what you're saying. And, and say, you want to say, but life true. is hard. That's it's right. Like, well, what, what value is that to you? Maybe you enjoy a hard, maybe some people enjoy having a hard life. I know some people who love to make things really complex and complicated. And that's just their, that's just seems to be their way of being. I like to make things really simple because to me, everything in the world is really simple. I can look at something and just break it down and say, listen, here's, here's how that is just like that. But yeah. that works for me. But if you, if you are, if you identify as being the person who has a difficult life, then when your identity gets challenged, you will wobble a little bit. My identity is being challenged around this. So yeah. it is forming a new thought. It is forming a new belief. It is forming a new identity. Well, what if, what if things could go easily for me? Just asking just and that I understand from your perspective that that seems too simple and probably to many of your listening listeners here. And do you want to argue for that limitation that that seems too simple or do you want to just give it a try? Because again, if you tell your GPS where you want to go and you move your car in that direction, you're ultimately going to get there unless you say, no, I'm not taking that route. I'm going in the opposite direction. Yeah. So yeah, asking a question yeah. that feels better is like setting the directions in your GPS. That that's why I said that. Yes, yeah. I mean I, I'll I'll uh, <laughs> I'll land the plane with this thought, which is really funny <laughs> to experience. It is like I hear this voice in my head that's like that can't be true, and the real reason it can't be true is because my system immediately like that mean voice I was talking about wants mm -hmm. to be like if that were true and life was that easy and all this time we've been the one making it hard. The inner dialogue is like, what a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> right. But, but again, you don't, you don't call the baby a fucking idiot for not knowing how to walk, right. Or talk. It, it's like, you don't know what you don't know until you know it, that that's you've, you truly have to find ways to be easier on yourself and kinder to yourself. And, and I'm sure you've heard it, but how would your best friend speak to you? Right? Like you've got to become your own best friend because you're with you the most than anyone else is. And until, and again, for all the listeners, a really good practice is to practice becoming your own best friend. Don't look to your, this might sound a little weird. Don't look to your best friends to always be your best friends. The ones that uplift you and support you look to yourself to do those things and have those monologues with yourself. Because again, you take you with you wherever you go and you're with you the most. You're never without you. You are your own best friend or you are your own worst enemy. And that is not a criticism, but it's an evolution. And, it, it, and this idea that you've got to be someplace that you're not is kind of ridiculous.
And that's yeah. not making fun of you. It's just, it's a belief system that you, you will want to, if you want, if you want to continue to challenge, continue to challenge that rather than go digging in more rabbit holes, continue to challenge your current perspective that life is hard. And some of the other beliefs that go along with that. And some of the choices that you're making moving forward, not back because, because so when I was a kid, I used to, when I, when I heard people arguing, I would go hide behind chairs. I would go hide somewhere as run away as fast as I could when I heard people arguing and I could stand from my now and say, well, that was dumb. Like why do that and judge it? I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Sometimes I'd like to, <laughs> but I don't do that anymore. But again, to stand in my now and say that that didn't serve me, did that not serve me well then? Because it helped me escape and helped me find my own alignment. It was a place for me to go where I didn't have to be exposed to the turmoil that was going on. And so Again, to judge that and say that that was wrong is of no value. Do I want to continue doing that? No. That's yeah. the valuable part. But where I was is a perfect mm, bouncing off place for what I learned from that and what I desired from that and how I learned to manage situations like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. And I, 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 uh, I'm really sitting with this idea of like two critical things that I'm hearing. And again, there's such a desire. I think like science always looking for a desire to understand where we came from. And I'm like, there's some value to that, but I do really like this idea of like, who cares? Who cares? Let someone else go figure all that stuff out. I'm going to be busy just creating what I want. Cause I know what I want and I know where I am. So I just have to move from where I am to where I want to go. And that's it. I don't need to worry about all that other noise. You can't now, again, if it's fun, if it's fun and it's curious and life is Correct. working out, like, and I have the space just to be like, let me just think about that. That's kind of fun and interesting. That's a very different space to come from than like, what an idiot, like what a total moron. And I think that's so like the two things, again, that I really hear for me and probably for other people, I hope this is relevant is, uh, yeah, just acknowledge where you are acknowledge where you want to go and then start moving there. However you want to go, just start going there. And while you're going, monitor that voice in your head, right? And listen what? for that voice in your head. Because like you said, it has not been my best friend. It has been a really, actually a great enemy though. Like if it was an enemy to me, it has driven me forward so hard. So I have to thank that part of me. And, for like but that's, yeah, sure, sure. And that's what makes you tired. And that's what makes you ill. And that's what makes you not believe in yourself and that's what makes you not achieve what you want that that's what makes you reach for more and and never feel like you get there you see yeah and so that that is where it starts again because because if you speak meanly to yourself again it sounds again simplistic is it as simple as starting to speak think more nicely to myself yeah it is that simple is that going to feel simple no heck no certainly not if you're in the habit of not speaking nicely to yourself Will it take practice? Yeah. Will it take time? Yeah. How much time? I don't know. That's up to you. Yeah. That's up to you. And your life will change the moment you start asking yourself better feeling questions. I guarantee it. It just does. Because it's like, again, when you get in your plane to, to pilot someone someplace, you're not, you're not then turning the plane in a different direction than where they said they want to go. You, you're just not doing that. So. Yeah. 
understanding that the 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 more you look back the more you bring all of that stuff with you and this is not to disqualify anyone's past or anyone's experience it's just from here and now you have the opportunity to make new choices from here and yeah. now you have the opportunity to look at all of that and see the perfection of it or the imperfection of it and make new choices yeah and what i'll say to that is if anybody listening feels resistance, thinks this doesn't make any sense, thinks it sounds stupid, I get it. I get it. That's the resistance. Like that is literally the thing that we're talking about. It's that thing that's saying, I will not let myself have it easy. I will not let myself change the way I'm doing things. I want to hold on to my past. And so I think that's why it's so, it really is so meta for me. It's like, yeah, can I really let go of that stuff and just focus on this new paradigm? But your, of, your future depends on you changing it. The That's future right. that you want depends on you making those changes as stupid as it might sound or as simple as it might sound or so simple. So many people resist the idea that feeling good is the key to having all that you want. Eh, too simple. Can't do that. Yeah. Can't be happy because, 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 because. And then we find we scrape up all kinds of reasons why we can't be happy. It's, t it's time. This is, you know, a little bit of a blunt state. It's time for us all to stop doing that. If we want to experience the joyful lives that we were born to have and to experience ourselves as the creators of our lives, it's time for us to have a different perspective and to adapt to new foundations from which that we can live our lives more fully and freely. So really cultivating the emotional experience that we're seeking. Like, again, because we said it's backwards, right? Like, I will feel the things I want to feel when I have whatever thing I'm chasing. But instead saying, what if I could cultivate that emotional experience and operate and live in that emotional experience today? What you're ultimately saying is that stuff will actually follow. Correct. It'll follow the emotional experience. I know the that, that again. Go ahead. The emotional experience must be cultivated and created first. That's just where it all comes from. Because, yeah. because you are your own point of attraction. You are attracting by virtue of your thoughts and your, in, your emotions indicate what you're in the process of attracting and creating. So the emotions have to change first. The emotions have to change first. Otherwise, everything that you ever want that feels a certain way that you're not feeling yet is forever going to be out of reach. Forever. And you won't be satisfied with where you are. So yes, it's an internal journey. It's an internal game of finding a way to feel how you want to feel first so that you can have fun along the way. And so that you are more of a match. It's like you want to listen to uh, music playing on Sirius XM, The Pulse, but you're tuned to uh, Hits One. And I said, well, just change the station. But I, but I can't. But I can't. I'm, I, I can't. Yes, you can. That's where it starts. It's got to start with tuning yourself to the station you want to hear. If you if you are tuned to life is hard, you will get life is hard. Hmm. And it will be validated. It will be your truth. But it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Well, that's a hell of a message. By the way, my dog's name is Tune. So... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think about that all the time. And I guess that's what he's tuned to. He's tuned to a really content life, a nice cushy life. And so he can definitely teach me some stuff. He's demonstrating things to you. Watch him. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He doesn't want as specifically as you do and, and so on and so on. Yeah, there are differences. But but they really are they really are tuners. Yeah. So good. Well, this is phenomenal. It's always 
are just amazing. Anytime we even have just a random chat, it turns into the most meaningful conversation of my month. So thank you for always bringing us to a place of levity and seriousness and playfulness and joy and possibility. It's just a, it's always so empowering to talk to you. Um, thank you to my resistance for not pushing too hard in this, in this episode. Cause I, there's still that far. It's like, I got to fight. But what I, I just want to close with again, the, some of the three things that really stood out to me was um, the importance of really cultivating that or tuning the station. I like the way you said it, tuning to the station, tuning to the experience that you want to be in that emotional experience you're after focusing on where you want to go and letting go of where you came from. Again, not to, as you said, not to discredit or dishonor that, but just to say like, when I keep looking at where I come from, I end up going back there actually. Like we go where we look and I've said it many Correct. times, but I never thought about it in this context. And the last one is in all of that, just to continually be kind to yourself and to really listen to that, that, that self narrative, that self dialogue and ask yourself if that's your best friend or your worst enemy yeah. and to, Again, change that relationship if it needs to be changed. Start to be that that positive, encouraging forward force in your life. And uh, man, oh man, this is my homework for the next who knows how long. Uh, but I think well, it's forever. Uh, like you're yeah, never I'll done, it. right? It's a practice. Yeah. It's a practice. I wonder that too. It's like, will this ever be done? But it's not because because every time you you evolve, then you're standing in a new place where you have other beliefs that you bump into, and it's like, oh great. And that's the other thing is like, great, I get to expand again. Isn't this awesome? If we could all just see it more as a game versus a, we need to be these perfect enlightened humans who, you know, and I think that idea of enlightenment is, is also misunderstood. I believe that enlightenment happens in this moment when I'm feeling good. Because when I'm feeling good, I am tuned to my broader perspective in this moment. Is that not enlightened? Yeah. When I'm digging deep into my troubles and trying to identify why and what and who and when... I am not enlightened in that moment, but that's, but I think a lot of people think that by digging, I become more enlightened. And I say, no, that that's the opposite of enlightenment. That's digging yourself a deeper hole that you, it's really hard to get out of. I've traded a lot of presence for searching in the past. Broader perspective or your source or soul in those moments. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for the time. And uh, if you're really curious to, excavate into Christine's work, uh, <laughs> check out her book, Keep It Simple, Smarty Pants. Uh, she has a free chapter on her website. She has a new book coming in 2024. Can't wait for that. Will there be any kind of party or anything? I always like to celebrate those kind of things. Well, sure, if you want one. <laughs> cool. Let's throw one, let's throw one in New York. All right. Um, Sounds good to me. Yeah, I love that. And uh, again, she also works with uh, small groups of people that have a real deep desire to go deep into this work. Um, in a coaching capacity. So Christine, thank you for being you as always. And I hope everyone enjoyed this absolutely deeply profound, meandering, curious conversation that always lights me up. Thank you for listening to The Dream Beyond. I hope that you received whatever message or inspiration you were meant to get from today's episode. I had a great time recording it for you. If you love the show, please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review it. That really helps get the word out. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me at Instagram.com slash Nick Tarasio, LinkedIn.com slash in slash Nick Tarasio, or YouTube.com slash N Tarasio.